well, he's gonna he's gonna want to know why we didn't do it. So yeah, I mean, I'll cut out all the bad stuff. Oh, you know what else was cool? You know that um that site that I used to get music for YouTube and stuff. Yeah, I found out we could use Papa Roach on there. Papa Roach. Yeah. So that's fucking. That's our new intro, right? That's what I thought because I was like, last resort. Yeah. I remember this being a banger. This is my last trip. Yeah. Big B, little anger because little angry. That's the bitchiest fucking song I've ever listened to. No. But I, the last time I literally listened to it, I was in fifth grade. But that was the coolest song ever because he's like, you know, I don't give a fuck if I cut my arms bleeding. And then you start listening to it like this guy's just whining about trying to kill himself. And then he's like, I'm running and I'm crying. And I'm like, I was in the thing. I'm like, when's the last time you saw someone run and cry? Yeah, they're well. I mean, you'd run out of breath pretty quick. Yeah, <laughs> but then he gets all breath and he's like, "I can't go." And I'm like, "I'm out of breath trying to do that thing." What is it? I can't I'm go on. To the lyrics. Uh, uh, Cut my life into there. pieces. This is my. Yeah, I guess it is kind of whiny. Isn't it? <laughs> I didn't realize it. Would you even care if I die bleeding? I wonder how many of those songs from back then are like that, though. Yeah. Like, I've become so numb, I can't feel you there. We thought those were so fucking Yeah, hardcore. I was like, I don't want to listen to country music, because that's fucking lame. Bunch of sissies crying <laughs> about like how they, like, man, I just love God in America, and I'd fight you if you sully my wife's name. And I'm like, nah, that's lame. I want some tough shit, like, cut my life into pieces. <laughs> I'm crying and running. Yeah. I'm running and I'm crying. <laughs> don't know why all right well that changed everything i thought about my childhood i was like yeah i was pretty fucking angsty and like i have been singing that song all week though because when i get stuck on something i'm on yeah it. that's how you are yeah, yeah. Uh, i mean i guess <laughs> we could just spend the next couple hours listening to that instead of recording this shit might get more viewers <laughs> go ahead Kay. go ahead and start that shit let's be clear about this guys we're not gonna agree on everything I'm doing like you got stuck on the same yeah. yeah. How was your day? How the fuck was your day? I'm a machine. machine. <laughs> you might be a redneck. A bunch of niggas <laughs> talking about barbecue grills. Animals must be worse idiots. Worse idiots. Potatoes. Since you love me so much. What the What's the deal with everything? <laughs> what I would suggest is just stop. Just fucking Oh, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Opening the Mic. It is a weekly podcast following two aspiring comedians on our journey from open micers to real deal comedians. So if you're trying to be a stand-up comedian and you want to see what it's like when a couple of schlubs make the trudge from being people who suck fucking ass to maybe one day getting booked, well, then this is the place for you, motherfuckers. Yeah, we'll probably find some guys who stop sucking ass and follow their journey because it doesn't look like we're ever going to stop. <laughs> Don't look like we're gonna fucking stop. Fucking <laughs> Sam Elliott. Fucking girl shoes. <laughs> <laughs> fucking. So, uh, I don't know how I got on it. I was watching. There was some Oscar movie coming up uh, with Benedict Cumberbatch in it, and there was an interview. He was on there with Mark Marin, and he was just fucking pissed about this movie because he's like, "All these guys are fucking woolly fucking chaps. It's supposed to be about cowboys, and it's just homosexual fucking overtones." <laughs> I just said, How can someone be such a staunch liberal? Because I, I don't know if you guys know that, but Sam Elliott is like diehard liberal, like super anti-gun, apparently, from reports I've heard. I mean, I've never spoke to the guy because he won't return my calls, <laughs> but he's supposedly like pro-abortion, anti-gun, like all super liberal views, and then to get upset about fuzzy chaps, it's like, well, I mean, pick a lane, you know? I think he just was like, 
He's like, I've met fucking cowboys and they have families. They're not just out there and they're woolly fucking chaps or they're leather fucking chaps. <laughs> and I just started doing that voice. I'm like, it's so much fun. Of course, the fucking banquet. Because <laughs> if you listen to him, it's every other word. I'm like, this is like, it's like me. Because yeah. he cusses a lot. <laughs> if it makes you like, uh, it makes you like, that's a little much. He's got a problem. <laughs> fucking. <laughs> fucking. He just says, sometimes I just imagine. He's just in there with that woolly mustache and he's just like, Fucking, and he always has his fucking hands up here, and they're always like, it's like a fish swimming upstream like a salmon trying to fucking find its way back to its fucking eggs. What if this podcast, this episode, was just an hour? <laughs> Butchering <laughs> Sam Elliott's accent. Yeah. You'll probably get more viewers. Yeah. Uh, to the six of you watching, we appreciate you sticking through it. What the fuck is up? Yeah. Fucking fuck. I hope we don't offend both of you. That's. <laughs> <laughs> oh god damn Alright <clears throat> Alright so It's been a while Since we've recorded any We kind of do these In banks For yeah. those of you guys Don't know what's going on We do You know We'll record several episodes At a time And then we'll fuck off For a couple months And not record anything And then we'll come back And do some more recording So so the last time we talked I think we were talking about um, We've done the competition We mm-hmm. tried a few new venues So since then um, We've tried several new venues Yep We've had all kinds of stuff Going on We've done I think the last thing The, the last Outside the pocket thing we'd done was me doing LOL and then us talking about that club shutting down, which feels like an eternity ago. I guess it wasn't that long ago, but it feels like forever ago. So since then, we have done, together, we've done two two shows outside of our like home court or whatever. Sorry. And um, you've done one. I don't know if we talked about that or not. Your Richmond set. Oh, no. That was fucking terrible. Yeah. We'll so talk. I've done a few little open mics because where I travel for work, I've stopped in at other places. And it was my fear, too. I was always afraid of, like, how to, first off, to go to look up open mics. A lot of times you just have to search for it on Google, and then you might find a Facebook ad that says, you know, Tipsy's, right. you know, Pizzeria is doing a fucking open mic on Tuesday. And you've got to kind of look around and, and see where you can find open mics, because a lot of them out in, like, the D.C. area and, you know, up in Baltimore and stuff that I was looking for, you had to, like, send in a headshot. Excuse me. Too much Topo Chico. <laughs> It's a bad it's a it's a bad drink to have for a podcast. It's a bad idea that every time we go to have a podcast, like, we just want to get smashed on some like really carbonated alcohol. I'm like, yeah, fucking right out here. <laughs> fucking yeah, fucking right. So uh went out there and I found a bunch of places, um, a couple little breweries. So when I was in Richmond, Virginia, and there was a brewery out there that had an open mic, and I get there super early because like I've got to work the next day. And I'm like, I'm just gonna get in there, I'm just gonna do my five and roll. So I sign up very first. I'm the first one there. They put me dead fucking last. And that's just Something they do pretty routinely, just because they don't know you, they don't know if you're going to be funny, so they drop your but ass. Isn't going last like an honor? Yeah, no, 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 no. like no, I'm not talking about there. Obviously, they were fucking you, but like <clears throat> being the last guy, the closer, the headliner, like that's the thing you want most of the time. For okay, so you want to go last for like a comedy show where people have paid and right. you are the closer. Yeah, and that's when we're talking for comedians. You got a guest spot, you got an opener, you got a feature, and then you got. The closer, the headliner. That's when you want to go last. Right. But when we're talking 30 comedians who fucking suck and who are terrible and they're trying out their hack-ass material and the only... Because a lot of open mics you go to, the audience are comedians at the open mic and the girlfriend or friend that they brought. Yeah. So when you're going last, all those other people have left to go hit other mics or they just bailed to go home or they're at the bar talking, not paying attention. So when you go last, you start with an audience of 50 people and you dwindle down to six. Yeah. And that's what happened with me. So along along those lines, where do you prefer to go 
at an open mic. Because a lot of people, I'm assuming, who've never done this and are thinking about doing this, you guys out there, like, you know, being the headliner, the last person to go up, seems like a an esteemed position. It seems like something you'd want to do. Like, if I ever have the opportunity, I want to go last because that means I'm the best. That's true on, like, shows like you were talking about. But, like, an open mic where there's 20 or 30 comedians, the further down the list you get, the worse it gets. I don't think you want to go first, though. I think... That's the bullet spot. Yeah. I think if you've got a good host, taking the bullet's not a bad call. So, like, if the host is good and they got a few opening jokes that are really funny and the crowd's already receptive, going first is fine. I think that's not too bad. If the host isn't or if the crowd's not warmed up yet, then, yeah, first is tough because it might suck. But the further back in the rotation you go, depending on how bad the comics are and how bad the night is, like, if it's a bunch of really bad open micers who, you know, just... And the crowd's not into it. You might walk, you know, a lot of people might get tired and leave. So for me, if there's, say, 20 open micers, I'd want to go right dead set in the middle. Yeah. Cause eight, eight to 10 is where I try to sign up. When I, I wouldn't there. mind going first, but my nerves make it to where, like, I need a minute to settle in because yeah. I'm always, like, getting, I'm always late everywhere I go. Yeah. I'm 10 to 15 minutes late well, always. So I think there's something to be said, and that's probably something we'll pick up on further down the road the further we go with this. But, like, I think not going first also gives you the benefit of seeing what the crowd's into. Mm-hmm. Like when you've got, you know, 20, 25 minutes and you're going to be doing five, you can pick which five you're going to do because you can see that the guy who went first and second, they were really into like dirty sex jokes or stuff like that's offending people. So you want to avoid certain things. So not going first might be the better call. If you've got a bunch of material, you got to pick out what you want. And you're like, you can pivot. Cause yeah. like if I'm coming, if you're not using the open mic for what most, real comedians are using it for, which is to work on something. If you're going in there because you're just wanting to get a spot and you want to do one of your old fives, you're like, okay, well, I could do the you know sex bit or I could do the church bit, and depending on how they react to the first couple of guys, that might help you decide which lane you want to go down. Like the two shows we did, um, one being probably an hour's drive away, uh, maybe, maybe 30, 45 minutes away, and then the other one being a pretty good drive for us. Um, We'll get into how that went, <laughs> the second one, here in a minute. But Motherfucker. We, uh, we did a showcase, which is a, a true comedy show. It was just comedy. It wasn't a brewer or anything like that. It was a dedicated comedy spot. And the uh, host asked us to do, what was it, eight mm-hmm. on the first one? Asked us to do eight. And in a position like that, it feels a lot like an open mic because there's a bunch of comedians. There was, I don't know how many was on that. Like, and it's local talent too. So, I mean, sometimes you might be in a room with straight killers and sometimes they might just absolutely suck. Yeah. So for me, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, I'm, I'm always 15, 20 minutes late everywhere I go. So I need a minute to like calm down and settle in. Right. And I'm not trying to like, ooh, I, I'm not in the moment enough to go, okay, I can do my clean bit here because that's what the crowd's receptive to. Mm-hmm. I don't think that far ahead. I'm like, all right. This is the joke that I've got. This is what I'm trying tonight, regardless. If yeah. everybody is getting walked as soon as somebody says a curse word, tough shit. That is what I planned tonight, so that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. So when we went to that show at the showcase, you know, they told us we were going on in the middle. I'm like, okay, cool. But I was so nervous because it was one of the first times that I'd been in that area. Mm-hmm. And the material that I planned, I'm like, I don't know if it's going to work here because it might be regional stuff. Yeah. And I go to go up, and everybody is doing really well. But I think the people are not very funny. And I don't want to say the name of the place. Yeah. Because I don't want to out anybody. But basically the comedians sucked ass. They were like there was, were a couple of there were a couple of guys in there and girls that were like doing pretty good. But there was also several that I was like, How did they get a showcase spot? You know? Of course not not like we had room to talk. We hadn't been up there killing or anything. 
And but, I'm not being rude. I mean, there was one person who had an eight-minute set where they acted out uh, defecating for eight minutes. No jokes. Just the act of defecating for eight minutes. It was almost like performance art. Yeah. <laughs> and like people were still laughing. And I thought, if they're laughing at this... They're going to hate you. They're going to fucking hate me because <laughs> yeah. like, I've actually got jokes. Well, and also the mentality going into that is... We talked about it then, someone we could bring up here... Um, it kind of, you know, it's not like a very important show. It's not a paid show or anything like that. It's just a showcase. So it's feel, it's got a very open mic feel. There's a bunch of comedians going up. But you want to, especially, I think, I don't know if it's true everywhere, but I think if it's the first time you're going to a place, you want to bring your hits. You want to bring your top shelf stuff. Like the stuff that you've done the best with, that's what you want to give them the first time you're there so that they invite you back. Right. That's kind of my thought process on that. So I, I wasn't trying anything new. I was doing tried and true, and so were Same. you. And... I assume that everyone else was thinking like that. So I, anytime I go to a showcase like that, especially if it's a comedian that's from the area that I haven't seen before, I'm like, well, this is probably their first time here. So they should be bringing their hits right now. So what you're seeing on stage, it's not like they're trying something new. It's like this is probably their best stuff, which is like, well, if that's your best. Like, I don't know. I, I don't understand how some of those people got their spot on that showcase. But My thought is like, it's a showcase, so that means like it is going to be local talent, and it's not like these people are going to be thirty-year vets who are professionals who are used to playing stadiums. I get that, but at the same time, like it's not an open mic, so you shouldn't be doing completely new stuff. Like right. it, it's not a it's not a closed mic either. You know, there's open mics and then there's mics that are like it's like an open mic, but you still have to get on a list. Mm-hmm. It's this was a showcase, meaning hey, you you know. A month and a half, two months in advance that this show is going to be here. It's eight minutes. Go ahead and plan. And the goal is to make people laugh. Yeah. So when these people were going up, I was like, what in the hell is going on? It was. But anyway, so you went up before I did. Yeah. So the person gets up and they do their defecation story and they're acting it out and it's super graphic. And I was like, and I, and I try not to like talk about the comedians before me. Like sometimes I might, sometimes people take that the wrong way. Like you can shit on the host. Yeah. Like you can roast the host a little bit. But you don't really want to roast other comedians. Yeah. But there, that was so. There was so much tension from what they were doing and not getting laughs about it that I thought I had to hit that person about it. I had to obviously. I had to touch yeah, on because you, you follow. You directly followed that. I stuff. directly followed the so you defecation. Can't just act. Go up and someone who just acted out shitting for yeah. eight minutes. Straight, when someone talks about like, shitting, so here's my dick jokes. It's like like yeah. buckets of shit, and yeah. I'm like I can't just pretend that didn't happen. You know. Yeah. All right. Let's back to our regularly scheduled programming. So. I made a joke about that, which is always nervous because it's not something you've tried before. Right. And it, when it lands, you're just like, all right. Because <laughs> <laughs> like huge laugh. And I'm like, what? And then that was the theme for this show. I'd never to this day experienced anything like this because the room is kind of crazy. It's like a plywood tunnel. Yep. So it's it was movie theater-esque. Yeah. Um, it was kind of set up the way the seats and everything are set up. It's all facing one direction. It's not like a bar setting or anything like that. It's all seats, movie theater style facing one direction. It's very narrow and very long. So it was kind of a an odd looking room. I yeah, think. but it was very loud, and the people were very generous with their laughter. Oh yeah, it was it was such a good room to the point where I was like, I was trying to I, I speak fast anyways, but I was trying to like hurry because I'm like, Shoot, I'm going to go over and I want to get to my closer. Yep. But like, I had to pause for normally I'll step on laugh sometimes if I have to to get to the next joke, but I'm like you couldn't because it was so loud that there was no like you couldn't. Pretend like the laughs weren't there. It's not one of those situations where you get off and you're like, I couldn't tell if they were laughing. It's like, no, you knew because it was so much louder than the speakers. It was a roar, yeah. Yeah. And they laughed at everything. They were even laughing at setups, which mm -hmm. is wild. 
and then I get off stage and, and I look I at you to, and I'm just like, oh mm, yeah, so follow that bitch. This, this happened shortly after you won your competition, mm-hmm. which I came in second in. So now I'm already feeling like, okay, I'm gonna kind of follow on this guy's coattails, you know, whatever. Oh, I got an invite too, or like, can I go with him? <laughs> like, you know, it's that situation. So. I see you come off and you absolutely murdered the room. Like people, like actual tears and stuff like I was like, man, this is this is going to be bad for me. I'm going to have to ride home with this son of a bitch listening to how great he did and how awesome his set was and how like, well, you did good too. I'm so, I <laughs> fucking, I, nothing hurts worse than hearing you did good too. It's like, yeah, I'm just throwing you that so you don't cry tonight. And I go and I'm super nervous as soon as he gets off stage and then there's one in between us and then I go. Yeah, it was a, there was no there was a couple in between us, and then the one bef- that went before you. I think they'd only ever done one open mic, and the crowd was being very generous with their laughter until this person got up there and completely sucked all the air out of the room. Like, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, hardcore bomb. Yeah, and which kudos to them for getting up. Yeah, like uh, we're not shitting on being like, oh, you should never do it again. I think it was legitimately one of their very first ones. And- this person had jokes. They were just. They were in a bad spot because I did well, the person after me did well, and then this person goes up, Yeah, and they didn't really have any material, and they're just up there, and then the crowd was like kind of conditioned to like, okay, good set, good sets, and then when they go up there with a not-so-great set, yeah. it really stood out. So I got, uh, I'm super <laughs> nervous, because now the room's down, and I know he fucking murdered this whole room, and I'm like, yeah, great, bitch. now I gotta deal with this stuff. So I'm super nervous, I get up there. And I stumble over my first couple words, like it's my first time here. It's not nice to not nice to be here. I'm like, oh shit, settle settle your shit down and let's get to work here. And it was one of those things that I don't anybody who's ever went up, especially from some of your first times going up. Time slows down, and I was like, okay, take a breath. Let's get through it. Let's see if we can at least get a few laughs because I thought it was dead. I thought the room was done. And my first joke hits really hard. It's not even really a joke. It's a setup, basically. I was. Uh, it's talking about the way I look. And um, it landed really hard, and I was like, okay, maybe they're going to be okay. And then I proceeded to fucking obliterate that crowd. (laughs) Like, I had seven minutes. We had eight minutes. I had seven. And I was like, I'll just slow down a little bit and try to get to eight. That was my plan. And I got off stage in 10 minutes and 20-some seconds (laughs) because I couldn't talk. Uh, Every time I would hit a line, it was like long, roaring laughter. For I mean, it was a small room. It's not a theater or anything, but like... I'm trying, like, I was starting to get upset by the end of my set. Yeah. You told me, you're like, I could tell you were starting to get pissed because I couldn't even finish my jokes. Like, I would, before I could even get to the punchline, these people wanted to laugh so hard. It was like the easiest thing to ever do on stage. It's like you could go up and say fart pussy, and they were like, this is the greatest comedian of all time. So then we got done, and everybody's being super complimentary, mm-hmm. shaking their hands, blah, blah, blah. So, like, we both, and we were making jokes too, like, you know, like, oh, did you guys see the cops? You know, because uh, you know, apparently, you know, there's been a murder here tonight. Yeah, we were that whole thing, and then we were on our high horse a little bit. And we're bit. both from you know Bristol, so people were calling us the Bristol Boys. Like, yeah, we were, the Bristol Boys killed it tonight. It's like you guys are gonna have to come back. Yeah, y'all are the Bristol Boys now, and I'm like, okay, well, you know, we're not lovers. So yeah, well, then I still t- start talking shit because I still feel like I did better. I'm like, yeah, we both murdered, but I murdered a little harder. And then we go outside, and and I blame it on the fact that I took off my jacket because we're gonna go eat. Sure, that's what it was. Yeah, and then a couple goes by, and they're like, oh my god. You, it's you. You were so funny. And they go straight up to Murphy. And they're just like, this old lady's like sucking your dick. And then she's completely drunk. And then she goes to leave. And the husband goes like, 
you were good too. And I was like, <laughs> it's like, God damn it. And then she goes, oh, you were the other one. I didn't recognize you without my jacket. I'm like, how about now? I put it back on. I'm like, better, right? She's like, no, no, still, you were good too. It's like, ah, fuck. They called you the other one. The other one. I fucking loved it. Yeah. It was the greatest thing ever. I was like, yeah, suck on that, you belt heaven bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and then you almost got in a fight with a meth head. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that was that was fun. We but, went to uh, well, t- tell that story. I mean, it's hilarious. We went to a restaurant uh, right around the corner from the club. We were so we're eat. trying to smoke, and we're like on a high because like I've never crushed this hard before. Yeah, and I wasn't even planning on it. I was just gonna go up there, just quick in and out. You weren't even in the mood for. It. We got there, and we're like, man, I really don't want to be here. It's kind of awkward. Mm-hmm. And then we get up there, and we just fucking ka-ka-ka-ka. <laughs> just- yeah. All of a sudden, the mood get apparently when you do really well at the thing you came there to do. You feel better about everything. It's like, wow, all of a sudden I'm on such a rush. <laughs> we should do this more. Do you like, we should kill more. Have you thought, why don't we just do that? You know how sometimes we don't do so well? Let's stop doing that. Yeah. Let's just you know sometimes we, got, we have a set and it's fucking awful? Let's never do that again, right? Let's just fucking only kill. So we're standing out front, Travis is smoking a cigarette, and this guy walks up. <laughs> and He's like, hey man, you got a light? And I'm like, nah, just fucking. fucking. Here's how conceited I am. Here's how fu- I was like, oh, this guy's coming to compliment us. Too. He must have been in the he must have been in the crowd. This dude this was like, like hey, and I'm like, yeah, hits me. He practically had needles sticking out of his fucking teeth. This guy was so hyped. I was so hyped for someone else to come up and compliment us. I was like, let's hear what this guy. He's like, you got a light, and I'm like, oh, I am going inside. Yeah, because I knew where it was headed. As soon as I saw his haircut, I was like, I don't think that was even cut with. Like, did you burn your hair to that? <laughs> no, style? he didn't have a light. No, <laughs> he wasted it on his hair. Yeah. But he's like, do you have a light? And I'm like, no, magic. I just fuck. Whoa, what's the weirdest thing? All right, we're going to go inside. And he's like, don't worry, I got the door. And you go and you grab the door. And you're not a small human being. No, I'm, you know? a, I'm a big fat fuck. <laughs> so he goes, and he just fucking blonk, shoves you out of the way. Takes my hand. Like, I have the handle of the door in my hand. He rips it out of my hand and closes it so that he can open oh. it for us. He's like, there, I got it for you. And we're like, okay, man, cool. <laughs> and we go and we sit down. And I'm like, my back is facing him. And you get to look at him, and I'm so uncomfortable because, like, I'm going through every scenario. I'm like, this dude's going to break out a gun. Probably not. Would have pawned that for meth. But he might break out, like, a rusty piece of metal, and he might try to shiv me. I'm like, that's a very real possibility, and I can't see it. So I'm trying to, like, look at your face for concern, and you're watching the guy. And then I just hear fucking silverware, like, falling over. And then, like, the wait staff couldn't give... Any less of an effort. They're just like, hey, we already told you you can't be here. (laughs) The reason I knew it was about to be a problem is because we were the only people in the restaurant. Oh, yeah. And we sit down, and the guy's at the door, and the wait staff and everybody's behind me at the bar. And I hear one of them go, oh, fuck, he's back. And I was like, well, it's definitely not us because it's our first time here. Yeah. So this guy has already been a problem tonight. And he starts knocking over tables and stanchions, which is a fancy word for a pole I figured out. <laughs> and he's knocking like, o- The silverware, like, you know how, like, at restaurants, if you've ever worked at one, before you can leave as a server, they're like, all right, go roll 20 silver or some <laughs> shit. So you got to, like, nah, and roll it. He started taking the silver that someone had rolled and unrolling it. I'm like, what an <laughs> asshole. He was fucking methed up. I'm like, you can be a drug addict and you can be a criminal, but there's no excuse for being rude. Like, And, you know, I should have warned him because it's like, look, dude, we've already killed once tonight. Yeah, so. I mean, like, <laughs> we're not afraid we're to do it. convicted again. murderers, okay? So just like, and I mean, like, it's fresh, too. Like, we only, it was right down the street. Yeah. It was, uh, it was an awesome night. What if we did that? What if somebody, like, was just an active shooter at, like, a, a Target? You know, we're just in there. Some dude's had a bad day. You see some neckbeard whose, like, Xbox <laughs> subscription ran out, and he's in there, and he has a trench coat, and he just all of a sudden we see him, we're like, wait, 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 wait. So, I've been getting told a lot lately that I look like a shoot pastor. <laughs> 
no, I'm going to kill the guy. It's going to take a minute. My opening is not great right now, but wait, I've got on, this wait, new wait. closer. I'm going to fucking get end wait. this guy. <laughs> I got this joke about Del Earnhardt, so you just got to let me get to it. I got I to work into it. Or a guy just, you know, like you said, in a Target, pulls out a gun. You're like, hey, man, I know what you're going through. I, too, murder. So, <laughs> let's talk it out. <laughs> have you uh, have you thought about using the rule of threes? Yeah, have you thought about a list joke, you know, where you, you say two things that are obvious and the third one is not obvious. You don't need these bullets. You just need a really good setup and a killer punch. I also use bullets on my notes app when I'm doing a list of three jokes. Do you get a lot of pussy after you kill? Yeah, me neither. It's weird. I thought it would be more p- pussy after the kill. Stop, evildoer! <laughs> I've got this joke. Hold on right there. So my dad gave me a gambling problem. <laughs> All my hack shit that's What's never worked. What's the deal with airplane peanuts? <laughs> oh my god! And he's like, okay, I gotta hear this. Then, then he ends up killing us because it's just bad. He kills himself because it's so bad. <laughs> and then I get the medal and a key to the city because I averted a crisis. You're a hero. Well, I don't feel very much like a hero. <laughs> Because I spent a lot of time on that joke, and I thought for sure it would land. I saved 50 people's lives, and I'm more upset that I, I bombed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, there wasn't a bomb. It was just an active shooter. Yeah, there was a bomb. Trust, yeah, trust me. me. Someone bombed really hard. All right. Anyway, uh, sorry about that. <laughs> Dive into our fucked up psyche. So, anyways, we're riding this high. Murphy, you know, we're doing really good. We've killed a bunch. Um, I go to that open mic over in Richmond. That was and, in between these two. Yeah, that was that was after this one. Before we go to our next one, where right. we went to middle of Tennessee somewhere, um, <clears throat> and when I go to Richmond, you know, I sign up first, and they put me dead last, and I'm like, damn it! And then I, I think, okay, this is a bigger city, you know, there's a lot of people here, there's a, a few big comedy clubs here. These people are gonna fucking kill, and it is the worst open mic I've ever been to in my life. I felt like I was a prisoner after the fifth act because I'm just <laughs> sitting there watching these unfunny people, not you know. First off, they all try to tell stories, and I don't know what it is about the East Coast, but those people never learn how to tell a story. It's like, no. wrap it up. Where's the point, and how the fuck can we get to it? Mm-hmm. Cut to the damn point. And then it was just like open mic bingo after that. We're going to talk about weed. We're going to talk about my ass or my penis. We're going to talk about masturbation. We're going to talk about porn. You know, If you've got a defining characteristic, we're going to talk about that. You know, like, ooh. We should do that one time. We should film like just a regular open mic 100%. and play bingo with it. Hundred percent. And we'll set the bingo before we go, so we're not cheating. But it's got to be like a, a, a I smoke reference, a sex or porn or masturbation reference, like something like that. There are a ton of good female comedians, but as soon as a female comedian is like, "So I'm a woman. Let's talk about my vagina without any other uniqueness." Mm-hmm. You're like, "Here we go." Or you, you don't have some, to do that. You, you don't, don't have to do that. Yeah. It's like so. My parents are immigrants. I'm like. That is a unique take on stuff. But then when you just go into, here's the difference between where my parents come from and where, yeah. oh, God. Yep, the difference thing. Yeah, it's just like, we're going to have a, so anyways. Of course, I mean, all the greats do it too. So. Well, I mean, you can make it funny for sure, yeah. but just whenever you've got that, uh, you know, open Blueprint. mic bingo, yep. as soon as somebody talks about weed, there's a 90% chance that it's not going to be funny. Yep, that's true. So, um, I'm at this open mic and then I'm watching everybody go through and then I'm watching everybody peel out and everybody's looking at me like I'm going to suck because I'm not from there, they don't know me, and there's just like six people. And they've got the PA system set up in the corner. And everybody keeps getting in front of the mic, in front of the PA system, set a brewery, Feedback. and just, uh, and like, oh, damn. And then they try to make a joke about it. Uh, uh, 
<laughs> just stop walking from the speaker. Yeah. So finally, I was like, well, this is stupid. And there's six people in this giant fucking brewery. And they're all over in the corner where nobody can see them. So I'm like, mm, fuck this. So I grabbed the mic. There's like a 10,000 foot cord. So I'm like, to hell with it. I just walk right in the middle, right up in front of people. And I just decide to be, you know, I'm going to be front and center. I'm going to make them look at me whether they want to or not. And then I just do my shit. And I fucking lay my big dick on the table. I'm like, boom. And then afterwards, people are coming up to me and asking like, hey, how long have you been doing comedy? I'm like, four months. And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, y'all fucking suck. I'm like, you want to come back here and do something? Never again. Because I do not want to sit through <laughs> you this. You should come back. I should not, actually. So I'm, I'm not riding. in a position to be turning down gigs, but I am right so, now. So I'm, I'm, my fucking ego's. In, I'm in the fucking clouds. I think and I'm a big shit. You know, I just fucking killed really far away with stuff that I didn't think would kill. I killed at this other place. I'm murdering. So we book. Um, you know, I reached out to this person who puts on these shows in Knoxville, uh, Tennessee, and you know they're like, yeah, we'd love to have you at this mic, and it's this really cool thing they've got set up. And I'm real excited to go. They do it in an actual movie. theater. They do it in a movie theaters. You know, which is cool. And they're like, oh, this is going to be really cool. Big room. And you know, they know that I won a competition. And they've seen some praise about us and stuff. So like, like they're happy to have us. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, I do the coattails thing where it's like, hey, uh, I noticed that you let my buddy Travis get on a mic, and I was like, I was gonna ride with him, but like, it would be cool if I got a spot. Well, I was, like, I'm gonna be there anyway. Yeah, I had to like ask him, like, hey, my friend wants to come. Can he? Can he get some? Can you throw him a bone? Can you <laughs> hey, give can my friend some come time? too? <laughs> so, so they I, let me get a spot. So I feel like I'm the VIP guy when I get here. Like I'm, I'm important. I'm supposed to be here. Not really, but like. Two percent of me believes. Oh, that. of course, yeah. I know that I'm a shitbag, yeah. but then I know, like, if I like compared to you, I'm like VIP. Even though right. we're both really lowly, sucky comedians, yeah. but I'm the one that's supposed to be here, and you're the one that just, you know, I'm tagging along. Yeah, I use my influence to get you there. Yeah. So people start doing, um, you know, comedy, you know, much better. They're, yeah, they're, everyone there. Is everyone really there well. was very solid. Everyone was fucking killing, and it comes to me, and I get up there, and I had just done a joke previously, you know, kind of. One of the neighboring counties, Asheville, North Carolina, super hipster, had just lifted their mask mandates. Mm -hmm. And I brought that up in a joke, and I was like, I thought it was pretty funny. So I get here. You'd already done that at home in Bristol. Yeah, and I'd done it elsewhere. I did it in Richmond as well. And I was like, okay, cool. This works. I'm like, I've done it twice, two separate places. Worked both times. I'm mm -hmm. like, okay, cool. This is going to work here. Because I get there, and Tennessee has had a very lax COVID vaccine mandate thing. And we're in this theater, and it's, it's a Tuesday night, and it is fucking... Sold out, like, two capacity, like, fire marshal has to get involved. Like, it is... Put a sign on the door. Elbow done. to elbow. Nobody's wearing a mask. Everyone is drinking and coughing and hugging and whatever. I'm like, okay, cool. And we're also, like, two and a half years into this thing, and I thought I would just talk about how ridiculous it is, because I just wanted to make... Doing this and, yeah. yeah. I was just going to make... I'm on everybody's side, but I just wanted to make a joke about, you know, can we say the pandemic is finally over because Asheville just lifted their mask mandate? That's kind of funny. And I'm like, I just want to get back to the place. Because they're a super liberal place. So if they've lifted it, then everyone. Everyone should lift it. And yeah. I'm like, you know when I, I'm like, I don't think we're quite back to normal. You know when I think we'll know when we're back to normal is when old people can just get sick and we don't give a shit. And it's just a throwaway joke. Yep. Gets a few laughs. I thought, and I thought it would just make everybody realize that it's just, I... It's the first thing you say. It's just getting you into it's it. It's just getting me in there, just setting the tone. And I was writing some riskier stuff. And I was writing some more controversial stuff because I thought, you know, okay, I haven't gone edgy. Let's go edgy. All the greats are really edgy. They push the line. They push boundaries. Everything I had written that I was going to try that night was very controversial for me. Yeah. And I get up there and I'm like, can we just, I think, can we say the pandemic is over? And then some lady in the front row looks at me and goes, no, no. And I'm like, what the fuck? And it shook me to my core. And I felt two inches tall. 
And then I was just like, yeah, I mean, like, right. And then someone else was like, no, goddammit, no, we can't. I'm like, okay, okay, all right. So then I start talking, and I ditch everything new that I was going to do. I'm like, let's go with the tried and true. Let's go with A material. Let's get them back on our side. Nothing. Crickets. Jokes that have never not gotten a laugh. I'm like, people are mean mugging me. I'm forgetting my words. I'm like stammering. I'm so, I'm, I like accidentally unscrewed the fucking microphone. Cause <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is going on? And the stage is so small. And I just look up at the lady who, who put me on, who I asked if I could do it. And she's super sweet. And she put me up and I just look over her and she's just going, shaking her head like, no. <laughs> and I'm like, oh no. And I, fi- I had to, I had to scratch claw and dig deep because every part of me wanted to be like all right well that's my time bye (laughs) and just walk off but i had to dig deep i had to like fucking like let's give it the old college try and i i got him back on my side and by the end of it i had a few people chuckling and then at the very end everybody was laughing and i'm like oh thank god you had to fight i had to fight to get him back and then you go up there and i'm like good fucking look oh yeah instantly i am terrified (laughs) because like we have a we don't have similar jokes. I don't think we take two completely different takes on it, but we have a similar like perspective. Right. Like we, we come from a similar background, things like that. So I'm like, well, he lost him straight off bat with the, the, uh, mask mandate thing. And if they're that far left, left, which like, I mean, we're very liberal, but the difference is, is like, we think you can make fun of anything. Yeah. Exactly. Like you can make yeah. fun of anything. Like there are no sacred cows. Like make right. fun of whatever the fuck you want. I do yeah. not care. You should absolutely wear a mask. In the COVID times, sure. But it's also funny to be like, you know, all. it's just a, it's a perspective thing. Like, it's still funny to talk about that shit, as long as you do it correctly. So I'm like, if he's that far left, my joke about how my dad thinks I'm gay is probably not going to go great at all. Like, this is not in, like... Because you use the word choir, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm being him in that joke. Yeah. So I think that's, like, my out most of the time. But I'm like, he, he couldn't even get to his punchline about old people dying and no one giving a shit. Like, that's that's the joke there. The joke isn't like, hey, the pandemic's over. Saying the pandemic over is just to get you into... Yeah, because now everybody's like, actually over you're not wearing a mask? Are you trying to kill my grandmother? And it used to be like, oh, yeah, my Aunt Gertrude died at 96, and everybody was like, oh, I guess it happens, you know? Yeah. Like, nobody cared. Now someone could die at 112, and they're like, so COVID. So you murdered my grandmother because you didn't get seven, you know, booster shots? Yeah. So trying to make fun of that, and I'm pretty nervous about the whole thing. I'm like, oh, this is probably not going to go well, but I don't have anything else prepared. I'm still going to do my shit, and I just hope that it goes well. And I'm just standing in the corner, and no one wants Like, everybody was being like, oh, I know you. I've seen you. And everybody's walking up to me and talking to me and shaking my hand, and then I... And then at the end of it, nobody's talking to me. I'm standing in the corner by myself. I look like a, you know, like, yeah, I look like somebody who's going to go shoot up a target at a high school dance because I'm just <laughs> sitting against the wall all alone, <laughs> holding myself deep in my thoughts. I was so nervous to go on stage, and and then you fucking up, su- up, 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 up. I'll let you say it. I, I Obliterate. <laughs> I did okay. So I, I step up. And it on was the, like you get up there and you were like, I could tell that you didn't want to like really be there and you were nervous and like you were just like just whatever. Well, that's the thing. As soon as I stepped on stage, I was like, this is gonna go how this is gonna go. And, and you it's just, probably not gonna be good. So I just stopped giving a shit instantly. I was like, Well, I'll never be back here. You were so loose. It's the most comfortable I've ever seen you on stage. I was just kicked back, relaxing, leaning on the mic stand, just like, Yeah, here's my dick jokes. And like halfway through, I'm like, Hey, they're laughing pretty fucking hard about this. So then I did a little crowd work for the first time, and I call out a guy in the front row. First time I'd ever done any crowd work, and they fucking loved it. And like I just keep rolling and rolling and rolling. Oh I get off, God. and I was like, I fucking did really well just now. <laughs> like it was one of those like, you know, when you kill, 
or you do really good at the club, you're like, that was what I did well there. But like that one was like, did you, did I do that? Does, were you there? Did you see that? Like they actually liked that shit. Yeah. It was mind blowing. The only time I've ever actually thought I did well was after that previous set we were talking about yeah. where we both did really good. I was like, that was good. Right. Yeah. But even when I've done well and people have told me I've done well, I'm like, you did really good. I'm like, did I? I just feel like I was a little, oh, I don't feel Oh, yeah. I, I didn't really land. The timing was off on this. Like, you start, and I think you should do that. I think that's the way you should be if you want to get good is like every little misspeak or every little, I should have waited longer on this or I should have mentioned this because it was topical or whatever. Having that, like, no matter how good you do, always being a critic thing, I think makes you better. I think so. But the worst part about Sometimes. this fucking show is. It's like we we were like okay Murphy did good all right at least they know we bring some heat and then I try to write your code doesn't like they know that we're good <laughs> and they're like wow you did so funny and then they looked at me and I swear to God the person who put on the host are like oh should I get you some cast money and they're like Murphy like you asked you're like oh thank you for putting us I'm like anytime you want to come seriously anytime and they look at me and they're like let me Venmo you like ten dollars for gas and I'm just like ah. Uh-huh. I could have like thrown up on my shoes. I was like, "What? Like, no, I want to come back. This was so much fun. Please have me back. I can do better." <laughs> it was, yeah, that was that was the like so cold. Yeah, that was the uh, the crowning achievement. Oh no! Then we go outside in the front, and this is the worst fucking part. The worst part. Okay, <laughs> the thing you bitched about the whole. Oh way no, no, home. no 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 no! Better than this. Better than this. Okay, so we walk out, and the dude you did crowd work with, you called him Tom Brady. This motherfucker is drunk as shit and like driving a and goddamn he Cadillac. A little bit like Tom Brady. I mean, very, but whatever. Enough just, from the back that everyone. But he knew comes who out and about. he's like, "Oh my god, you're fucking amazing!" Blah, 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 blah. Just starts like choking on your dick and just talking about how amazing you are. And then this dude comes up because yo, um, and like this big intimidating black dude comes out and he's like, yo. I'm a producer. I'm making things happen. I got a short film I'm making. I'd love to cast you in it, and I'd love to be your agent. And he just started hustling all this other stuff. Yeah, he asked if I had an agent. I was like, no, dude. I've been doing this a couple months, and no. But he's like, I'm so glad y'all rolled through. Tell you what. He asked if he could take a picture with no, me. Yeah, no, no, no. This is happened. what pissed me off. He goes, can I get a picture with you? And then he goes, who's going to? Here. Well, she, and then he hands me the phone and tells me to take the picture. <laughs> I'm like, I was here, too. All right. Yeah, fucking fine. I'll take a goddamn picture. Fucking clean your goddamn camera anyway. It's like it's fucking foggy as shit. They clean your fucking camera for you. I'll fucking put whatever it's that was. It was such a like stark difference from what usually happens because usually you're getting the dick sucks and I'm the guy in the corner like, no, you were my second favorite for sure. And I'm like, ah, don't tell me that. Just, just be like you were terrible. I'll be okay with that. Right. And... This one was like such a stark difference. Just you standing beside me while all these people are coming up and being like, man, you're great. You're doing it. You're killing it. You're going to go places. And Travis is just sitting there looking at his shoes on the sidewalk. <laughs> I couldn't even get in. Like I tried to start talking and people would just be like, <laughs> like no. It was, it was awesome. Oh, my but God. But like Sean was- Carter or, uh, well, uh, Sean Carter, the guy He's who wants to be on here. Yeah, fuck it. Who cares? Like for the six people who listen, you already know who the fuck I'm talking about. You guys know Sean. You, know you guys Sean. know Sean. Yeah, Sean. Yeah, Sean. <laughs> Your body. Man. <laughs> Anyways, that's for the other six people. Sean had the best advice about this. He's like, sometimes you're the hero, and sometimes you're just not. So you know, there's you can't always be the winner. And like that night, you were clearly the hero. But the worst part was there was a guy there who I was, was going to go up. I was the hero. So he sure. moved in. From way out away, I think he was in Florida or some shit, Florida, and he yep. was talking about uh, the place that we go to, and he's like, do you get to do feature spots? you get to open for people? I'm like, yeah, I'm getting ready to open for Michael Palisak, who's like a bigger, you know, I didn't, you know, I guess he's a clean comedian, but he's like a bigger comedian, he's done everything, everything you can do on TV, he's done. Yeah, he's been on so he's, all the talk shows and everything. And I tell him, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do 20 minutes for him. He goes, wow, that's fucking amazing. He goes, you get to do 20 minutes? I'm like, yeah. But then after this, we're out there talking. And he was telling you how amazing you were. Mm-hmm. And then he goes up to me, 
And he was like, wow, yeah, so I'm going to I'm gonna check out that club. I'm going to come to that open mic you were talking about. He's like, you get to do 20 minutes, right? And he goes, I'm going to tell you right now. You ain't got it. <laughs> That's all he said. <laughs> and it made me, it shook me to my core because it wasn't like. It's like the most painful thing. He no, said. it wasn't for real. It wasn't like he was like, hey, maybe you could try this and this. Let me hear what else you're working on. Do you have other stuff? Are you trying new stuff tonight? He took that one mm-hmm. and he judged me completely. He goes, you ain't got it. <laughs> he just told me. <laughs> Not like maybe you could have it. Maybe it's like, I thought this was an open mic tonight. So I was going to try new stuff and I pivoted halfway through and started doing old stuff to try to save myself because I had fucking sunk myself, lost the crowd, had to fight Scratch Claw to win the crowd back. Mm -hmm. All people saw was me bombing on stage. I'm like, cool. And he just looks at me and goes, you ain't got it. And then I was like, oh man. And everybody's like, oh, you carried that chip on your shoulder. And I was like, I wasn't mad and I didn't want to prove him wrong. I believed him. I was like, he's right. I don't have it. I ain't got it. I got to open this guy. It's going to be real embarrassing. And I'm going to bomb again. So he ends up coming to our open mic. And I was talking pure shit about this guy too. Because I was telling the story and I just thought it was funnier if I made him an asshole. Yeah. And then I forgot. I invited him to the open mic. And then I just say, hey, who's that? That wrote their name down there. And I look up and there the fuck he is. I'm like, you came? I'm like, what? Because it's not a short drive, and he shows up at our open mic, and everybody's like, oh, that's the guy who said, you ain't got it, man, fuck, and everybody, like, oh, it got- Oh, yeah, I was on that train. It got so like, weird. first of all, this guy doesn't even know your set. He doesn't know anything about you. He doesn't know that that's, you can't judge someone off of one set. But it got so weird. Everybody went, like, full high school, or, like, college uh, yeah, frat bros. I was like, like I was do we like, need no, to fuck this guy, show us to a fuck door? was like, hey, buddy, so let me show you around. <laughs> what are yeah. you fucking doing? No, he's like, no, everybody- Everybody got all weird. They got like frat bros like, hey, we're gonna, we're gonna fuck this dude up. I'm like, I'm like no. I'm like, yeah, no, we're not. <laughs> you have a belt. You're our little you're our little king and we'll protect you. <laughs> it was so weird. Cause I was like, this is what I felt like. It was like um I've been to open mics where I didn't know anybody there and it was hella fucking awkward because I'm trying to hold up here and all of a sudden I'm like, I don't remember how to stand. <laughs> like you're just I don't know how to stand alone because usually I'm not thinking about it, but well, I know hold everybody beer up here, is it down, like, like, down here. I don't know. I don't know how to fucking do I don't sit in a chair. And like I forget because it's just tall barstools. I'm like, how the fuck do you climb? Am I supposed to stand on this thing or do I just run and jump up into this? I got little legs. So uh, the guy's there, and I'm like, I know what it's like to be there, and it's awkward. So I'm like, hey man, what's going on? Glad you came. I'm like, let me introduce you to some people. Let me show you the owner, and then I fucking just didn't talk to him again. But I just <laughs> yeah. But for that first few minutes, as soon as he walked in, like I told everyone that we told the story about. I'm like, there's the guy that says Travis ain't got twenty, and they're like, man, fuck that guy. So the whole club is just like. What's up, bitch? And Travis is like, you're my new best friend. Let me show you. We're like, what a weird dynamic, because yeah. the only person this guy has ever insulted is the guy who's being the nicest to him out of anyone, because we didn't get the memo that Travis was just going to be nice to the guy, because he has manners and decorum. Yeah, I'm not going to be rude to some stranger. But, and like, I don't even know if he was being mean. He just said, you ain't got 20. And based off of based off my set that I did, like he was right. You know. Well, that yeah. That but also, set. you shouldn't judge a book by its cover. Like This was yeah, supposed to be also, a... You also should be able to, like, there are some people who don't do very well, and then they get off stage and like, I think it went pretty good, right? Right. And you're like, yeah, man, you did great. Like, you just you just got to give them that and let them walk away thinking they did okay. I didn't even make it away from the mic, and I immediately went, oh, fucked up. <laughs> yeah, like, talking to someone after their set, if they're like, man, that fucking was not good, that at least tells you that they're aware of what's good and what's not. And the fact that you were like really brutal on yourself to everyone there, they should have known, been like, yeah, something didn't go right tonight. Like, it doesn't matter how good you are at comedy, you're going to have a bad set. At some point, you're going to do something wrong. You're going to say something too far. You're going to have an audience that just for some reason miraculously turns out to be not your people or whatever. The fact that you can get off stage and be like, yeah, that didn't go as planned. I fucked that up. That should tell people right there, like, yeah, he knows what he's doing. This just wasn't his set. The hardest I killed 
in my comedy career was on the car ride home because you're in such a good mood. Oh, yeah. And I'm so sour. I am riding high because I've just had the second greatest set of my whole life. Oh, yeah. Right in front of you, who did not do well. And just the whole... And, you know, obviously, since you won the belt, and everyone talks about how great Travis is, and Travis is the best in the club, and all of this horse shit that Which you Which is hear. not true. There's several people better. Right, but they say that shit, because fuck them. And, <laughs> <laughs> and you hear this shit forever. And then to finally, that guy, this this mythical being, you know, the guy that I've known since I was 11 years old, and he's not that goddamn funny. <laughs> all these people are sucking his dick all the time to finally be like, well, really... I fucking ruined these people, and he did nothing like that. It was it felt so good to finally claw my way back up to at least equal. Because it's, I mean, whether we admit it or not, it's a constant competition between the both of us. That's like, that's our thing. I'm just having a competition myself. I want us both to do good. Right. Let's do fucking good. <laughs> right. So the car ride home, I was just so mad. He's like, hey, do you care if we stop and get a, get a water and something to eat? I'm a little part. I'm like, are you? Are your lips fucking dry? They live fucking dry for... Kill it so much. <laughs> the hardest I have ever laughed, including all comedy sets I've ever seen. One of the hardest I have ever laughed is when your wife called you and she was like, so how'd it go? And you're like, well, not fucking good. I'll tell you, like, you're immediately on you're on 10 because you've been on 10 with me. So she's calling like, hey, how was your set? And you're like, fucking horrible. So it goes from her being like super nice to him at a level 10 upset. <laughs> And she's like, was it really that bad? Because he's it's playing through the car, so I can hear their whole conversation. I'm crying laughing. He's like, yes, it was that fucking bad, Kayla. And she's like, I doubt it was that bad. You're just probably overreacting. He goes, God, you sound so fucking stupid right now. <laughs> like, I'm, like I'm one of those asshole kids yelling at his mom. Like, Don't turn off my Xbox, mom. You're still fucking, you have any fucking dumb you are right now, mom? I was just so oh my mad. God. <laughs> and then finally it gets quiet. And he goes, Murphy, tell her. She's like, how bad was it? And I was like, it wasn't great. And she goes, oh, no. Because <laughs> she knows I'm not going to bullshit. Like, I would be like, it's not as bad oh. as he thinks. Like, we always kind of gas each other up a little bit. It's like, dude, I fucking, that was not good. And you're like, yeah, you had a couple parts where you messed up. But overall, it was better than you think. This one, like, I was still trying to do that a little bit until I thought back. And I was like, yeah, he had, you know, what was it, 10 minutes? What was our set? Like, eight to 10 minutes? Something, something like, that. like that. And for, like, six of it silence <laughs> you had to fight <clears throat> and the only sound i got was someone yelling the word no at me twice yeah. i'll be no. honest with you though and i don't think i've told you this since but um winning competitions uh starting stand up having a youtube channel that goes to the moon all all the cool shit you've done in your life the most impressed i've ever been by you is the fact that you stayed on that stage and fought and got them laughing again i was like that is some that is some pro shit right there I that's was not impressed. what he's impressed by <laughs> It is 100% what you I was impressed You should see me when I go to the bathroom, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I've seen it. It's not that great. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, what you're impressed by. Like, I can't believe you piss someone getting all over your balls every time. Jesus. <laughs> no, the fact that you you hung it out to dry there, yeah. you're like, you know what? I'm going to stay. Have to hang it out to dry because when you piss on your balls, it gets awfully moist. I was like, that's... I wouldn't have done it. Like, if I had been in your situation after about minute four, I'd been like, all right, sorry. I love that I got to <laughs> yell at your wife, too, because she called. Like, how'd it go? I'm like, how'd it fucking go? <laughs> I don't remember all that I was saying, but I was on one. Oh, yeah, dude. You were killing Canceled it. after the first five seconds. Dude, the subway. Oh, my God. In the subway, you're still on one. Oh, that's right. And you got that. It was a subway slash gas. We went to a... It was the only thing that was open. So we went to the, one of those truck stops that had like a, a subway, subway in it. Yeah. And we're like, yeah. I haven't eaten Subway in 14 years. You feel like just getting diarrhea? Like, my... <laughs> 
Yeah, let's go get a full <laughs> of just cracker dry bread. Like, let's go. Oh, yeah. I mean, Subway's not good. And there's but just some you're giant, starving and you know, it's box co- <laughs> You got one of those meth heads with like the seven box colors in their hair. And you're like, ah, oh, it's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> and she looks like she follows safety protocol. <laughs> <laughs> tell, really? tell the story. I don't remember it. I just remember I was going mad. <laughs> oh, we were talking. He was still on one, still like giving me shit. And I'm like, I'm hungry. He's like, How could you be hungry after all those fucking souls you just took? I'm like, he's just going on and on and on. I was like, Yeah, I hope you. Fu- I, 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 only thing I remember, I said something really mean, but it was still funny because I'm like, Oh yeah, you fucking. Do-. You're like, I hope you fucking choke and die screaming on your fucking laughter. I hope you, you fucking parch and fuck. It was just, I don't know. It was so long ago. And I was just so mad. And- uh, <laughs> So, <laughs> I remember we telling the about, lady in the subway the mascot being Jared, and you're like, um, "Yeah, like, why is Jared the mascot for Subway? That's dumb as shit." Like you would think, maybe Harriet Tubman, because she ran an actual underground railroad, which is the subway, and that's someone we could l- lean on. You know, that's an impressive person from history, not some kitty toucher. And I'm laughing hysterically because I know he's been on one all night and now he's just finding stuff to bitch about to hit for me. Like, that's what he's doing. He's just, he's there. He's doing a one man show for me. And this lady just silently putting the stuff in. I'm looking at her. I'm like, oh, she's going to be upset about that. Like, you can tell she is probably not pro Harriet Tubman. And what is it she said? Some kind of weird factoid. Oh, she did say something weird about Jared. Did you know that Jared was whatever? And it was like super racist. And like, or, oh no, Subway, the owners are black. Or owners are Chinese or something. She's like, yeah, owners are Chinese. <laughs> she said it's <laughs> so It made it so uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't know if you heard, lady, but he was on the pro black side of history here. He's oh, no, yeah, that's the thing, too. Person she I was like, been. yeah, I'm pro vaccine, too, goddammit. I'm like, I just keep digging myself in all these graves. I'm like, what is it about this side of fucking Tennessee where I'm telling you guys I'm on your fucking side and all of a sudden I hate Chinese people and, I want, and I'm a pro Trumper who's going to put microchips in your arm if you take the vaccine? <laughs> that was the thing that was funniest to me. It's like, that's the second time he's been misconstrued as a piece of shit that night. The lady is always like, oh, here's a fellow racist. I was like, I don't like that the. <laughs> It's like I don't like that the, that the fucking the the spokesman was a kitty toucher, and she's like, "Yeah, I don't like that the owners are Chinese." Either. <laughs> I was like, "How did you? What did I say that to make you think that we were on the same team?" Oh my god, it was so funny. It's like I don't know, man. You just got racist vibes, I guess. Like I'm this big bearded did redneck. I, with I was a asking myself, I'm like, and a columbia fishing baseball hat on and they look at this guy and they're like yeah there's a there's a fellow racist <laughs> did i accidentally use the word oriental when i walked in here <laughs> when so i was talking bad. about your teriyaki chicken i was like what the fuck is going on i was i was anti-child molester pro hugely famous black person yeah because the subway lady- is an underground railroad harriet tubman ran the underground railroad i'm like make her your spokesperson instead of a kitty toucher <laughs> not a great lady, joke this lady's like I can tell he don't like that. <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. You know what I don't like? Just between you and me? <laughs> anyway, uh, the thing I think we take away from that is this. And it's super important lesson in comedy. And it's weird that like right after this, I heard it on a podcast. Um, I don't remember which podcaster. I would give credit. But if you're going to say something that's slightly controversial, like the pandemic being over, as as benign or silly as that is people are going to be divided on that topic in order to be able to say something divisive you've got to build some credit first and uh, it was as tom segura said that yeah because that's the thing that i realized is like 
the you, people at Bristol know you're not a piece of shit. Because I've done yeah, other they stuff and they talk to me personally, yeah. So you go into a room full, and the first thing you say is the pandemic's over. Everyone's like, oh, here's a redneck piece of shit who's an anti-vaxxer and a big Trump supporter. And they they have to assume that because they know nothing about you. Other, The only thing that they know about you at this point is you think the pandemic's over. Yeah. So you've got to earn that. Now, he could have done that joke at the end of his set, and they would have laughed hysterically. I truly believe that. But it's because I didn't buy any credit. you got to buy the credit. you got to teach people. you got to show people who you are. So your opener... Whatever you say on stage first or your opener probably needs to be something that's more in line with what your beliefs are. Right. So that they know, okay, this is where this guy stands. So now he can joke about this other thing. Like so if, if I you're super pro out, female yeah. or you're super pro women's rights and then you go like, some fucking chicks, right? Want equality, huh? Yeah. And then if that's the first thing you say, they might think, wow, this guy's a piece of shit. But if they realize that, no, 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 you're super pro women's rights and you're being facetious, then. Yeah. So that's, that is. Absolutely something I took from that, and it's weird that I heard that shortly after. I was like, oh, that's exactly what happened to Travis. It's it's not that they were against his beliefs. It's they didn't know his beliefs, so they had to assume that he was against this thing that they were for. So if you're going to do something controversial or push a topic or do a divisive topic, make sure you've earned the credit to do it first. And it could be something as simple as being like, it doesn't even have to be in the same line. You can't do a bunch of shit like, you should be wearing masks and here's why and here's why and now I can do a mask joke. As long as you had done something that's like feminist or anti-racist or anything to show your liberal values, you know, a pro-abortion joke, anything to show that you're a liberal-minded person before you do a super conservative take on something, then I think you're okay. It doesn't have to be in the same topic line or anything. I think it just has to be along those lines of showing who you really are so that you have earned the credit to make fun of the thing that you're not. Or I need to start going to conservative crowds. I'm going to start playing the Southern Circuit. We move to the Midwest, right? Larry the Cable Guy's on his way out. We come up with a catchphrase, cut off the sleeves. (laughs) Get rid of these sleeves. I got to work on my tan. Yeah, I'm... I think we can do it. So, speaking about things that are controversial, today we're going to break down something. Something we like to do on the show is we like to break down comic bits. So, I think today we're going to do a bit of alt comedy. You know, that's controversial. Some people are like, is it comedy? Is it not comedy? Right. So, today we're breaking down a really famous alt comedian, uh, Chris Rock. Uh, and it's his bit on, well, what's the name of this bit again? Uh, it's like a, it's like one of those comedy duos. Yeah, that's right, where he's got like a straight man and then... Yeah, and yeah. then... You play like two no, sides. No, that's Abbott and Lou Costello. This isn't. This wouldn't be that. What would this would be? Is this ventriloquism? The Jeff Dunham thing? Uh, yeah, kind of like that because one of them definitely looks like a dummy. Yeah. So someone definitely looks like they get something shoved up their ass. <laughs> someone does the talking for them. I just screw with that take. But, uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, I don't know if you guys have heard. Um, it's kind of been an underground topic. No one's really been talking about it. It's alt comedy is not mainstream. Like Dane Cook, back in the day, mainstream. Right, like the opposite of alt comic. Alt comic, not a lot of people have heard of. There's a, there's an award show uh, that has a lot to do with films. Uh, it's called like... Uh, Oscars? The Oscars. Oscars. Yeah. And apparently there was a, a, a thing that went down there, a little bit of like a hand-to-hand combat type situation. Not a lot of people saw it, but uh, In case you missed it. Yeah, uh, we'll put a link in the description where you can watch it. It's called. Um, there's a there's a guy, uh, Bill Bill Smith. No, Will Smith. Will Smith. Will Smith. And uh, he slaps the absolute shit out of Chris Rock. And you can watch the, the uncensored full version. So uh, I'm going to uh, actually I'm going to take a hot piss, uh, okay. get then a we'll refill, get and then we'll get this started. All right.
Get that fucking dock off the bottom. God, act like you ran a goddamn computer before! Ugh, you're so fucking dumb. This is why he hits you. It's your fault. All right, ready, Beck? All right, so um, obviously we're... I'm just done. That was the grossest sound of birth, dude. It was just wet. It sounded like my pussy (laughs) threw up. Okay, sorry. Cut. We're cutting that. Cut. (laughs) Timestamp it. Write it down. Write the timestamp down. Write it down. What's timestamp? Write the timestamp. Oh, my God. You got one goddamn job. This is why I hit you. She <laughs> tells me she doesn't like when I do that. I don't like it either. It sounds like it hurts so bad. Everybody says it hurts, but like, I just, I don't know. Like, it's the only way, I, like, if I do this, like, that hurts. Like, when you clap your hands to her, but if I do this, like, I get my anger out. I've done it ever since. <laughs> it hurts my knuckles to do it. Whenever I watch, like, UFC fights, I get all antsy, and I'm like, and I'll, and I'm like, they fucking, like, one, like, I know what the fuck I'm doing, and two, like, they can hear me. I'm like, come on, fucking pour it on her. Circle outside and hook, come on, let's go. And I'll do that. And it's the only way that I feel better. It hurts. It hurts my knuckles to listen to you do that. All right. Anyway, start back at the thing I tried to do originally before <laughs> fuck stick over here. Hey, why don't you just hit your, yeah, punch your fist together and shut the fuck up. Daddy's working. All right. <laughs> Daddy's working. What are they? Sounds like you're working a car. I can't help it. You're turned on by me. <laughs> oh. oh, God. I got a cramp in my throat. Oh. That's what you get, you fucking piece of shit. Oh, we have to start this whole podcast over. I forgot to turn on the lights. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Obviously, we were fucking around. Uh, everyone knows about the Will Smith slapping Chris Rock bullshit. Uh, everyone and their mother has a take on it. Obviously, you want to hear one more, so we're going to do it. Um, we're a little late to the game, you know, because we only record once every six months. But um, Still a weekly podcast, though. Yeah, it's a weekly so, podcast. So we just, you know, we don't record weekly or bi-weekly or monthly. Go ahead. Wow! 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 Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. What the fuck is that? What version are we on? Wow, dude! It was a GI. Why do I want to invest in Chinese energy all of a sudden? Why do I want to invest? I'm going to. Okay. The subliminal message is in this. Okay. That was a greatest night in the history of television. What's the Chinese translation? I don't know. Also, that's super racist of you. I was trying to say what she said. Okay, I realized. You don't know. You don't know that that's Chinese. You're right. Wow. Yeah. No wonder. No wonder you got booed off stage. You see it now. You see how you're a racist now. Learning some stuff about myself. Yeah. Also, they're not all illegals, Trev. Okay? I've got this problem. Some of them have families. Okay, first off, I've got this problem. Fucking bigoted piece of shit. And, and my wife can tell me about this problem as well. Uh, whenever somebody says something in a funny way, t- funny, like unusual to me, uh-huh. like if someone has a Scottish accent or they've got like a funny voice, you know, like immediately I say it back. And she'll slap me all the time whenever she hears somebody that speaks in a weird way because right. I just try to mimic it constantly. Over or under? How many in times, front of them. How many times you say the N-word today? Just, okay. <laughs> Out loud? Be honest. And I'm it's not fine. even... This is a safe space. It's okay. All right, I'm just fucking with you. Um, first of all, I need to start this this takeoff by confessing my undying love <clears throat> for Will Smith. I've, been I've obsessed, never met a bigger fan. I have been obsessed with him since I was a child. Uh, your favorite 
person can do no wrong in your eyes. Yep, he is a perfect human. I have loved him. Like, I know all the words to all of his terrible rap songs. I've seen every movie he's been in a thousand times. Wild Wild West, one of my favorites in the whole world, hates it. I, I know, whenever like, we were in that group chat, and people were like, oh, he needs to apologize for Wild Wild West. I was like, I didn't think it was that bad. And we were like, it's one of my favorite movies. <laughs> yeah. I, I love Will Smith. This was absolutely a bitch fucking move by Will Smith. I went... So I first my, saw... It. My level of respect, I've never lost respect for someone so fast over one small incident. When did you, what were you doing when you saw it? Like, what mood were you in? Um, and has it changed? Has your opinion on this changed? Because I've went back and forth on this 400 times. I haven't wavered a little, not even a little bit. I didn't know anything about it. Uh, you actually texted me right after it happened. I was like, hey, we have to talk about the Will Smith thing on the podcast. And I was like, oh, shit, what did he do? I didn't, I didn't even know because I don't keep up with any of this shit. I also don't keep up with the news. I very seldom get on social media. So I am fucking blind to everything going on all the time if you don't tell me about it i don't know about it so i went in inquisitive i guess and expecting the worst so i looked it up obviously it was all over twitter and everywhere else i was able to find it instantly just by opening any social media app and i saw it and instantly i was like what a fucking bitch like two things struck me immediately off the top one will smith must hit like a pussy or chris rock is an absolute fucking g i've got thoughts on that but because he took that shit like Will wasn't holding back. You so, know, he he didn't he wasn't gonna half slap a dude. He's gonna give it his all on TV. So here's my thought. Like whenever I was I was on the computer editing some video and I heard just oh my your fucking mouth and I was like what the fuck is that? I'm like and I thought it was a gag and I look over and I see Kayla watching it. And I'm like what are you watching? She goes Will Smith just smacked shit out of Chris Rock. I'm like what? And then the first thing I thought initially was oh this must be. A publicity stunt. It's like a goof that they're doing. And then I watched it, and I'm like, yeah, that had to be a fake slap, right? Because, like, it just didn't look right. And then I watched it, and I'm like, that was a real fucking slap. And I was just like, so my initial reaction was that it was a publicity stunt. And then after that, I was like, well, what did Chris Rock say? I'm like, well, it really doesn't matter. I don't give a fuck what you say. You don't get the right to assault somebody. Sticks and stones. And then I was like, especially in that capacity. Yeah, and you can't do it and make it all. I was like, well, he must be a narcissist to make it about himself. And then the next thing I thought was like, well, okay, what if Chris Rock did say something really bad? And I'm like, a slap is still different than a punch. And maybe a slap is like the it's the closest you can come. Like if you slap somebody and you get in a fist fight after that, well, that's that's expected. Yeah. But if you slap somebody and there's no fight, it's not like, well, that guy's a bitch for not punching you or fighting back or something like that because it was a slap it might have been like the last you know back in olden times people were like how dare you and then slap you as like oh i've never been like you see a lot of takes online one of them being that it was fake which obviously it wasn't because there's all the repercussions are coming down now and neither one of them had anything to gain from that right like i'm thinking the slap to me look like in some circles maybe a slap is like the last i can tell you hey that's not okay you Cross that line again, I'm going to punch you. And I'm like, and people are like, well, why didn't he just shout him down? Well, first off, keep your fucking mouth shut. You're at your fucking rich people award show. Yeah. And like his job is to sit there and roast you. You put yourself in the public eye. Yeah. So you open yourself up to public scrutiny. You make millions of dollars a second to have people make fun of you. Shut the fuck up and take it, first off. Secondarily, and everyone's like, well, they're people too. Sure, but they chose that. Like, I don't, if, if my job is to serve pizza, I don't get to get mad at someone for asking for fucking pizza. Yeah. Get a different job if oh. it's a problem for you. So, but here's here is like the the thing that always kills me. It's like the take you see where people are like, it's it's full on assault and 
He could have killed Chris Rock with that oh, song. No. Fucking no, dude. Apparently, you ain't never seen him get slapped. No, like that's it's uh, not assault. It's a bitch move from a bitch. It, yeah, it's, it's a it's some, like a slap is different than a punch for sure. Secondly, here's the thing: like actors like to think that they're tough, like because he pretended no. to be Muhammad Ali. I'm like, bitch, you ain't Muhammad Ali. No, let's play this back. Watch this slap. This is what I noticed about him. For someone with fight training, look at his feet. Dude does not plant his feet. He's up on his toes, which is a very effeminate thing to do. Let's run that back one more time and see if you can pause it whenever the slap happens. Look at this. Whenever he goes to slap, he is on his toes. He did not plant his feet. First off, wrist is limp. He's on his toes. It's a very effeminate thing to do. I've always had my suspicions about Will Smith. You know I've said this for over a decade. Now people are piling on the Will Smith could be gay train. I've been saying that forever. I just get vibes from him. But whenever he slapped him, the reason, I mean, yes, it was quick. It was whoomp. It looked like he smacked the shit out of him, but he's on his toes. He didn't plant his feet. He didn't put anything really on it. So, no, like, it was a Chris Rock's got a chin. I'm like, I don't know where this, th I guess people watching Reddit or Instagram, they see people get knocked out all the time. They think it's easy to knock someone unconscious. Oh, no. I it's, know it's not. not. I know that's not the case, but the fact that it, it has less to do with him, like, not getting knocked out. But the how he responded to the it. The fact that he just kept, dude's hands never leave from behind his back. And he, he takes just a like full force everything Will Smith, who is an adult man, regardless of how larger much larger than him, is, yeah, takes a full force slap to the face from him, and his hands never leave behind his back, and he just keeps la keeps his demeanor, yeah, and addresses it and moves on. He is a fucking pros pro, dude. That was unbelievable the way he dealt with it. The other thing that makes me want to punch punk ass Will Smith's face, play it. Oh wow! This right here. Wow! Merch right there. Like that he's fucking that swagger walk where he's Will like, "Yeah, Smith I'm a bad motherfucker." Dude, you couldn't even you couldn't even hurt Chris Rock, and he's like four foot tall. Like you're, you're such a tan, fucking whatever. punk bitch, dude. <laughs> I wish Will Smith was here. I'd fight his ass. Fuck you, Will Smith. No, whenever he did that I'm swagger walk trash. away, like that's when I thought it was fake because it looked like he was breaking character, like he was smiling. And I don't see a swagger walk. I see like a sassy walk. I think Will I Smith know. is flaming, dude. Okay, that's fine. He can he can be gay. That's fine. Um. The thing that upsets me is how how much at this moment right here, sure he's you know apologized and withdrew and all that shit. Now at that moment right there, he thinks I am the baddest motherfucker on yeah. the planet. He thinks, and then he gets up to hand, accept his reward. You open handed slapped a much smaller man in a capacity where he made you look like a punk because he never even flinched, dude. He took the punch. Obviously, it moved his head, and he just goes back. His hands never left from behind his back. I will say I love that Chris Rock didn't press charges. Yeah, that's cool of him. Because everybody is like so quick to sue and try to make a big yeah. deal. The fact that Chris Rock is like openly sort... I mean, I don't know what he's going to do it in the future. It makes Will look even worse. Yeah, but as of right now, the fact that Chris Rock is like, hey, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. So, yeah. I hate that people are calling him a bitch for that, too. I'm like, that's not a bitch move. Yeah, that's a gangster move. To that's be like, I don't fucking, give a fuck. Dude, I got smacked in the face on front of you know millions of people now. Trillions, you know, billions, whatever. We talked and about it. he doesn't even care. We talked about, I think, either first or second episode of this thing. The first ever comedy DVD I bought. Like, once I realized what stand-up was, was Chris Rock, Bigger and Blacker. Like, that was... And he's been one of my favorites ever since. He's one of the most fucking badass dudes to ever do it. He is a pro's pro and one of the greatest of all time in comedy. And the thing that I love about this whole thing more than anything is not that he got hit and took it like a champ and not the fuck that he didn't press charges. The thing that, like, once Will sits down, he's like, dude... It was a G.I. Jane joke. Like he's still like yeah, defending the joke. It was a G.I. Jane joke. It was, yeah. It's like it wasn't even a good it, joke, Will. Like the fact that the even that bad either. over everything for him. I love that. Because it wasn't like G.I. Jane lost her hair. She intentionally shaved her hair, which yeah, so she did Jada. Yeah, badass doing it. Yeah, I mean, 
hot as hell, but like, yeah. And then Jada, like, you intentionally share her. She's like, I've got alopecia. And I'm like, maybe a mild form, but also, like, that doesn't, like. Yeah, so the fuck do I? (laughs) 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 But that doesn't, like, I mean, that's the thing is, like, whatever. If people do have some sort of thing that makes them unique or different, it's just a defining characteristic. And if you have that, are we supposed to not ever talk about that? Like, we're not supposed to... Like, Peyton Manning, how often do you think he got made fun of for having a fucking five head instead of a forehead? Because it was oh, so yeah. goddamn big. Well, I mean, and dude, bald people have been the butt of jokes since Forever. the dawn. Forever. And sure, it's different for women, and it's harder for women. But she just posted a video saying she was going to own it, and that... And she's always had her hair cut short. It's like... It's never like she's had long, luscious locks. She's always, like, flirted with, like, damn like, near buzz cut. I've been giving Will a bunch of shit, and I do believe that, like his mental health isn't in a safe place or whatever the fuck's going on to get him to this point. I don't what do think you think happened. Like, what do you I think? I don't think he's always been this person. I think Jada Pinkett Smith is a toxic ass cunt. That's what I think. Here's what I think. Dude, how else can you be one of the biggest movie stars of all time? A triple threat has been and done everything in the world he wanted to do and still get punked by your wife. Who's fucking the pool boy. Did you see that video of, that came out of, uh, and stay with her. Did you see that video that came out with Will where she where he was talking about his social media? Like, don't post me or whatever? Yeah, yeah so she, she's, find that, okay? she's a toxic bitch, dude. Uh, the, Jada, or it's like the all the rage right now. Just Google uh, Will, Smith, Will Smith, Jada, social media. Yeah. J-A-D-A. Well, no, close enough. Yeah, it's just J-A-D-A, but yeah. And social media, there we go. No, that one right there, yeah. Second one. Yep. Yep. Resurfaced footage of Will Smith asking his wife, Jada Pinkett Smith, not to record him without permission, has been doing the rounds on Reddit. In the 49-second clip, which was uploaded on Reddit, Jada is around that time. You know Esther Perel is coming to the table. She's going to be at the red table. Would you say she has been instrumental in you and I redefining our relationship? I would say don't just start filming me. Without asking me oh my if you could film Austere, me. Austere, come help us again, please. I'm still dealing with foolishness. Don't. No, no, she, yeah, because she, don't just. Would you say that she helped He politely asked, could you not film me without asking me first? Also, that's kind of a bitch my move, too. My social media presence is my bread and butter, okay? It's so you can't just use butter. me for social media mm. and not, you know, don't just start roll. I'm standing in my house. Don't just start He's rolling. such a diva, dude. I don't think so. Please watch it's my bread and a stare mm. that's all. at the red Here's table. Here's what it is. Jada has never lot. been Can't shit. She ain't never going to be shit, but she's married to the shit. Dude, I'm pretty sure she was in The Nutty Professor with Eddie Murphy, so not your P's and Q's. Like I said, she ain't never been shit. <laughs> so pull up, pull up Jada's filmography she is while I give my take on this. She is absolutely that like... My husband's famous, therefore I'm awesome. Here's what I think. So she's obviously doing exactly what he's complaining about, using him to like try to build her clout. And that's all he's upset about. He's like, can you not... First of all, she's talking about their personal life. He already let her do that once at that stupid red table bullshit she does that no one fucking likes. And is just using him to try to make herself popular, but no one gives a fuck about her, and it eats her alive. So she tries to bring Will down. Also... I don't understand what the obsession with this bitch is. She's fugly, dude. I wouldn't fuck her with your dick, and I don't even like your dick. I thought she was pretty bad back in the day. I'm not going to lie. I've never thought she was attractive. May lean into your uh, 
suspicions about Will, but I've always thought she had very manly face features. She's got Scroll a very down. strong jawline. Yeah, she was in The Nutty Professor. Yeah, she's Miss Purdy. Scroll down into the filmography there. But anyways, here's my suspicion, right? So I didn't know that Will Smith was a Scientologist. And Scientology is... I didn't know that either and don't know that that's still true. I no, still, he is. I don't know that that's true. For sure, right? Uh, is I that true? That, no, I think that's a... We'll look at this after. Okay, scroll down to filmography. Scroll, 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 matter? scroll, scroll, scroll. I just want to see what she's done. Nothing. Because we said she ain't done shit. I'm like, I feel like she's been in a lot. No. She's been in a bunch of music videos. I know that. No, she's been in a bunch of... Here we go. Menace Society, Nutty Professor, Scream 2. Nutty Professor being the most popular thing on any of that. Ali, wonder how she got in that. Uh, Ali, The Matrix Reloaded, wonder The Matrix Revolutions, wonder how she got in Madagascar. That. She's done some A-list movies. Yeah, as as a fucking Men in Black bitch. 3, yeah, probably. Also, uh, Magic Mike, Double XL, as Rome. Yeah. Whatever. Fuck that cunt, dude. Uh, look up Will Smith's Scientology. She is a toxic, See if he's a Scientologist. Toxic bitch who has ruined Will's life. If he's a Scientologist, which this will, this is my whole suspicion. I um, don't think that that's true. Yeah. I think he is. Um. Yes. Truth behind resurfaced rumors. He does too much stuff on his social media talking about God and faith and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Scientologists don't believe in that, right? They are not Christian. That neither the actor nor his actress wife are currently Scientologists. In the past, it was alleged that he had opened the Scientology school. Well, damn. Okay. My thought process is I think Will doesn't See, want to get divorced. You just, you just be saying shit. I said I thought. I said it, it depends on this. Well, see, here's the thing. Will's a Scientologist. I'm like, I don't think that's true. Well, I said, well, look at him. You would have went the rest of your life assuming he was. Yeah, I don't fuck him. <laughs> you remember how great life used to be before Google and you just had to make go on suspicions and also, shit? Also, I don't want to be... Can I forgive my fucking take? No, I don't, I don't want to be... I don't want to be associated with someone who <laughs> who talks shit about religion. Like, if you want to be a Scientologist, I... No, fuck them. <laughs> I was just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> fucking so, psychos. Go ahead. I think Will Smith is a very deeply closeted man. And I think he doesn't want to be divorced from his woman. I think it's just like, I thought it was Scientology or whatever it is that's holding him where he has to be with this woman and he just wants to go and be gay and be free, but he can't. So he's mentally like just in a bad place and she's in the same spot because she married this dude for the wrong reasons and they're stuck together and it's super toxic and whatever. But because they've gotten to this point where they're just like super, 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 famous people, untouchable people, they think they can go along through life and do whatever the fuck they want without consequences. And the one thing I have heard about the whole Will Smith slap incident that at first I was like, that's blown out of proportion, when they said, it's going to invite regular people to start slapping comedians when they don't like... I didn't think that was true. It's already happened three times to a high level. T.I., our old buddy T.I.'s back at it. He snatched the mic out of some dude's hand. At an open mic because he didn't like what he said. Yeah. And there's a video of a, of a lady who gets up in a guy's face and smacks the stand out of his hand uh, because he was making a joke about lesbians and she didn't like it. I don't think that's going to be a problem. I, I don't think, either. Yeah. I mean, that one in the whole, you know, like you said. Will, uh, was it was it Seth? Not Seth Rogen. Um, the director who did all those movies. Judd Apatow was the one that said, he was like, hey, Will Smith could have killed him. You know. That yeah. whole thing. Okay. We saw how hard Will Smith slaps. Yeah. Come on. 
calm it down now. He couldn't even take care of the alien race. He had to send somebody else up there. So what's your reasoning for why they did it then? Just Will's fucked up in the head, dude. That's a hundred percent what it is. Oh, so why, why does he stay th- with Jada if it's why, like? I, honest to God, I thought it was she, like his Scientology religion that said he warfared, had to stay with. No, him. she has mental warfare him into that position. Jada would not have gotten any of those roles if it weren't for her being married to Will Smith. Ali will turn down the Matrix, and then he was like, "But you know who you could get." <laughs> like that's a it, none of that shit would have happened without Will, and she has gotten accustomed to this lifestyle of being married to Mister Nineteen Nineties Blockbuster, and cannot fathom the idea of being on her own. Now she's still a fucking hoe, so she wants to bang a bunch of other dudes. So she mental warfare's Will into being okay with this open marriage or whatever. But like, you can't tell me that Will is doing it just as a cover up. How many fucking women in the world would be happy to throw their pussy on Will and lie for eternity for the millions of dollars he's offering? Like, and it's not because he's super in love with her and can't get laid somewhere else because how much pussy is he dripping in every time he steps out of a car? Like there's no reason other than the fact that she has fucked him up in the head. And he, he has always been, especially as a teenager starting as the fresh prince and getting all the way up to the point where he married Jada. He was always Mr. Happy, like never had any mental, I don't curse in my raps, but it's like, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. Yeah. All all that shit. Like she has absolutely changed who he is. And it's because of shit like that. Like we see one clip where she's putting a camera in Will's face. He's like, could you not do that without asking me? That's the one time that it surfaced. But but his reasoning wasn't like, hey, I'm trying to be private right now. Like, I don't really want to deal with that right now. That's exactly what he said. No, he said, my social media is my bread and butter. Uh, did you didn't listen to the rest of it? What my social think? media presence is my bread and butter, and I'm trying not to be filmed right now. I'm in my own house. I want to relax. Mm. That's that was the whole thing. He's like, I have no problem. Like, I don't want you putting me on there when I'm not ready to be on there. It's just, he's obviously in his Facebook posts, his Instagram posts, all that shit. He's playing a persona. That's not who he is every day. It can't be. No one can be that guy twenty four seven. So all he's asking from her is like, could you not until I'm cool Ready. being on camera you know it's a, it's the same thing as anything else like if you know you were wildly famous and Caleb busted in the bathroom and was filming you taking a shit you'd be like hey this is not great for me could you not right now I think that's uh, how many Typical times Thursday a day do you, how many times a day you think she puts that fucking cell phone in his face to try to get a bunch of likes on how Instagram? many times a day do you think celebrities see each other well that's like when he started his YouTube channel of course I was the first subscriber <laughs> But when he started his YouTube channel, that was one of the things he talked about is like he really likes the fact that despite all of their schedules being crazy, his home life is very much regular. Sure, it's in a mansion, but they spend a lot of time together. His kids are always there. They're always having dinner together. Like it's despite their crazy schedule, he really enjoys the family lifestyle that he's trying to put together. So I believe it's almost normal, but as normal as it can be for what they do. But dude, she is a fucking toxic bitch. Like she has ruined that man. And that doesn't—that's that's no excuse for him to slap Chris Rock. Like, first of all, if you're that upset, and the other thing that pisses me off is he was laughing at the joke mm-hmm. till he looked over and saw, and he's like, "Oh, and this is about to be some then bullshit." Then everybody's like, "Well, Jada must have told him that she wasn't happy with it," but Jada says she wished he wouldn't have done it. After, after the fact, yeah, two so weeks now, after, like, after uh, she initially said it's a time for healing, and I support Will no matter what, and then everyone was like, yeah, but Will's kind of on the back end of this, like everyone's not looking at him super favorably right now, like it's leaning towards Chris's side. She's like, he shouldn't have done it then. Like she is such a slimy fucking bitch. You know what kills me? 
I don't like who could I smack ever in a lifetime that would get this kind of attention. Dude? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I go smack my grandma forty seven times and I might get twelve likes on the most fucked up Reddit page, but I'm not getting I'm not getting like Jim they retired Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey said he's hanging it up. He doesn't want to do it anymore because of this shit. <laughs> Jim Carrey lost his fucking mind a decade ago. Yeah. And this was the thing where he was like, like no, nope, I, I can't do it. Nope. it. Wow. I love his take on it, too. He was just like, we're not the cool kids in Hollywood anymore. I'm like, well, yeah, you think? Yeah. Like, nobody even knew the Oscars were happening that night until they found out some shit went oh, yeah. down. That's, and the, that's the thing that does blow my mind a little bit about it is he went on to oh, win. Oh, my God. And then Jada... Like, this is a little out there, but Jada threw a fit, and they di- wanted to boycott the Oscars because Will didn't get nominated one year, and now he's not fucking allowed back for a decade. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then Jaden's son's like, this is how we handle business. I'm like, I wish you would slap somebody. And see how- <laughs> I would pay good money to see that happen. Uh, you think, like, like we used to do in the trailer hood back home, you think that, like, Chris Rock's kids are now going up to Will's kids and being like, "My daddy could beat your daddy." <laughs> no, yeah. your daddy tried and he couldn't even he couldn't even hurt my daddy. My daddy fucked your mommy and your daddy sat in the corner and jacked off. <laughs> that is the funniest thing I've seen out of all of this. Is it's like, okay, now we know the boundaries. You can make his wife come, fine. Make her cry, not acceptable. Not acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking dude! He's a cuck bitch now. I have nothing for oh, Will Smith. The memes anymore. are so hilarious. Fuck though. Will Smith, dude. He's a punk bitch now. I don't want anything oh, to do with him anymore. So and it hurts me the most because I loved him undyingly. And he was so motivational with all his posts. I'm like, dude, he was my <sighs> he was my shit. But like that, it has less to do with the fact that he hit another. Like, you know, whose dad hasn't got drunk and slapped someone? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking come on. It's more to do with the fact that one. Even afterwards, he didn't apologize to Chris. He apologized to the Academy. And then he blamed it on God. He's yeah. like, God is calling me to be a me fierce be a protector. I'm like, what? <laughs> of what? <laughs> Skinhead fucking ugly wife of yours? I hope her hair falls out everywhere. She turns into one of those fucking skinwalkers from the descent. <laughs> Cunt. Anyway, <coughs> the thing that upsets me the most is that he let his toxic-ass bitch wife influence him to the point where that was an acceptable thing. He's like, oh, she's mad. I gotta go take care of this and slap another celebrity on live international television. What a fucking cuck. You know what's crazy to me is like, like, I'm a fierce protector. I'm like, you pretend for a living. Like, it blows my mind that we think that rappers and actors are these tough people because of their personas. Which... Rappers used to be. No, Will Smith started. was a rapper no, when I'm it started. About when rap started, like getting jiggy with it. Like Tupac fucked your shit up, you know. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like, I mean, they had guns. Actual gangster, actual gangster <laughs> stuff. Well, that was the gangster rap. But I mean, like most people think that rappers are hard. And I'm like, no. you mean the people that rhyme, care about fashion, and have purses? <laughs> like, <laughs> what do you do with all that money you got? I buy jewelry. <laughs> I'm like, what jewelry? I buy all this jewelry and these purses. Well, it's a man bag, crossbody, and I'm really into fashion, and. And, and and I guess I'm, you know, not that tough. And the same thing with these actors. It's like, you know, he's not that tough. Like, he plays this tough guy on TV, but somebody makes one little joke to his wife, and he has to get up and slap them. It's a joke, man. Joke's over everything. It's a fucking joke. Like, that's the... Like, what would have happened if he'd been there the year that they boycotted and Ricky Gervais was doing that shit? Or, no, who was it? Was it Ricky Gervais? No, it was uh, um, fucking the Australian. It was Ricky Yeah, Ricky... Oh, no, Ricky Gervais did the uh, Golden Globes where he roasted everybody. 
Jim Jeffries? No, Ricky Gervais did it. Okay. Where he roasted everybody. And he went fucking... He's like, I don't care. Okay. I don't care. And he just started making he, fun of everybody. He went so fucking hard, he would have never made it through that night. Well, that's... Like, even at our club, we talk about, like, people, you know, they'll shit on us. And, I'm, you know, they'll be kind of rude with their insults and stuff. I'm like, okay, well, you walked in here. This is Thunderdome as far as I'm concerned. It's yeah. Like, you come in here. You better be prepared. You you better have some thick skin. Yeah. Well, that's that's the and other thing. It wasn't even that bad of a joke, dude. It wasn't even blue. But it even was, if like I, if you're sitting front row at the Oscars and there's one of the most famous comedians of all time and his job is to roast people and you're sitting front fucking row, better have some thick skin. Yeah, it's coming. And it wasn't even that offensive. But even in life, like what like, happened if he to was like when make we could, a good joke? It would have been about her getting porked by the pool boy. Yeah. Or you know. uh She's out here looking for her next man. Too bad Jaden's friends aren't here. You know, some mm-hmm. shit like that. The fact that he made a simple hair joke based on a recent Instagram post where she said she was going to own this thing, that was like the and had a reference to a, joke he could have made. A movie that was 20-some years old. Yeah. So he was like, it was a G.I. Jane joke, Will. Like, fuck, it wasn't even a good joke, dude. I don't know. I just wish, like, I don't know. I don't get offended that easily. And I'm I don't like, either. I know it's, like, become, like, this thing where it's, like, we shouldn't be getting offended and... I don't mean it like I want to die on some horse and I need to convert people to not getting offended. I'm like, I just wish people didn't care so goddamn much. Like, stop taking yourself so seriously. Mm. Even if he did make fun of him, like, who cares? At the end of the day, you guys are still millionaires. Yeah. And, like, also, everything that you've ever done with your entire life is now overshadowed and undone by one thing that happened over a few seconds. Yeah. I don't think it's going to end his career or anything. I think it'll be forgotten about and moved on from. That's the other thing that made me think conspiracy because it's like. Louis C.K. won. Louis C.K. won a um, Grammy. Yep, and I mean he fought back from way worse than slapping Chris Rock. Not really, <laughs> arguably. Well, I mean it was a it was he a, got canceled very hard. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, at least on this, people can divide. It's like yeah, yeah I support Will. I support Chris. Like, no one supports Louis C.K. and what he did. I, I personally don't think it was that big a deal. Yeah, he has permission. I mean, what else are you supposed to do? Get it in writing, but. If they all said yes, then I don't have a problem with it at all. Can yeah. I jerk off in front of you? Yes. All right. <laughs> what, what? Now, is it a super creepy, weird old man thing to do? Sure. But, like, that's not important. The important thing is everyone talk about was, that for, like, another, like, what is that kink all about? It's like, I just really want to watch you watch me touch myself. <laughs> like, the appeal to all sexual activity for me is I don't have to do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking lazy. Like, I'm used to touching myself. Yeah, like, I'd rather you, someone else do it. If I got someone else in the room, why am I going to do all the work? But it's also like, I want you to get naked so I have something to see while I touch myself. It's like, no, I want to watch you watch me touch myself. I'm like, this is the weirdest thing ever. <laughs> hey, like, and, wanna, like, I know... I know, like, it's probably uncomfortable to watch me having sex, but, like, imagine me touching myself, just, like, some underbitten, just, like, growling, like, mm. yeah. <laughs> just one arm moving more than the other one. Hey, man, you want to come over and uh, play ping pong? Well, you're not going to play. I'm going to flip it up Forrest Gump style and just fucking bat it against the wall, but I need you in the room, because I don't perform unless I have someone else there. But also, me. I just, I'm going to be standing kind of in one spot, and then my legs are going to tense up a little bit, and then one arm's going to be moving a little bit more than the other arm. And I, I do have an underbite. I'm not lying about that. It's weird. I'm just like, mm. <laughs> I go full, I go full Down syndrome mode. But anyway, Louis fought back. So a year from now, no one will be thinking about the Chris Rock slap. I don't think. I don't. All know. right. So that was the end of this episode. We uh, that was our breakdown of Will Smith. Uh, I'm sure you guys have heard it to death. Let us know in the comments what you thought about it. Do you agree with our take? Do you have something different? We'd love to hear from you. Let us know in the comments. And uh, like I said, somebody told me they don't think I've got 20. Well, I'm getting ready to do 20 minutes pasta. We will find out if they are right. So stay tuned for next episode. Uh, I think that's it. You got anything else? No. Uh, 
Will, you're a punk bitch. Come fight me. Jada, fuck off. <laughs> She's still bad and a nutty professor. Nah, fuck that. Anyways, guys, bitch. that's it for us. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Hit the like button. Subscribe if you aren't already. And other than that, we will catch you on the next one. Bye. Adios. Let's be clear about this, guys. We're not going to agree on everything. I'm new in town. How was your day? How the fuck was your day? I'm the machine. Machine. You might be a redneck. A bunch of men talking about barbecue grill. Animals must think we're idiots. We're idiots. Yeah, potatoes. Since you love me so much. What? What's the deal with airplane peanuts? What I would suggest is just stop. Monkey Mama.